Coming up in today's episode, Jordan and I get together and break down the NBA playoff tiers. Uh, we haven't had an NBA talk in a while, so this feels good to do. Look forward to more NBA content coming now that the Super Bowl is gone. This episode was a really fun one. We got a little heated, um, and someone didn't really understand the instructions. So without further ado, let's play the music. <laughs> Jordan, it's been a while since you've done one of these, but get used to it. We're going to be back more frequently now that football's gone. Today, we're going to be breaking down the NBA playoff tiers. Uh, if you're new to this, which I think we've done this every year, right, Jordan? Oh, yeah. This is like our thing. Yeah, it's Oh, it's like our third time. that that's We're aging ourselves a little bit here, but that's yeah, it's like cute. our third time. Pretty cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> Excuse me. So usually what we do um is we kind of create our own tiers not kind of we do create our own tiers and we put um the nba playoff teams in those tiers uh we have different tiers this time right yes well i i don't know do we i have contenders pretenders and i don't knows okay so close i have contenders pretenders uh noisemakers and i don't knows okay okay interesting got it so similar noisemakers i look at as teams that I don't think can contend, but I do think will be like a battering ram that might go in and take out a few contenders, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 I feel you can win a series, but not can make win a, a series. run. Yeah. yeah. And then pretenders are teams that maybe people have as contenders, but us personally don't think are contenders. And then contenders are teams that we think now we got into a lengthy discussion about this yesterday. So let's let's make sure I have this right now. Feel free to hop in. Um Contenders are teams that we think can make it to the finals. Yes, that's what I did. That's okay. that, that's what that's, I consider a contender. Okay, which makes sense because if you're in the finals, you're an automatically a contender to win the finals. So that's... Yeah, you're like literally right. contending to win the finals. Yeah. And right. I think there's been some teams over the years that have made the conference finals that I think everybody knew were not going to win the whole thing. 100%, yeah. And then um, don't know is pretty self-explanatory. These are teams that you could see losing in the first round or you could see them making a run, uh, but you don't know what they're going to do. So without further ado, which tier do you want to start? with? Let's just start contenders bottom up. Yeah. Let's, let's go top to bottom. I think. Okay. Well, you go first. Give me your contenders. I have Celtics, Nuggets, Clippers, Bucks, Miami, Phoenix, and OKC. I have seven. Oh, is that all? All right. <laughs> what's your criteria? They have a first. They have a player with a first and last name on their team. Jesus Christ! <laughs> no. Oh, good. Fire alarms going off in the background. Just ignore that. All right. Tell me yours, and then I'll make the case for my teams. Okay. So my uh, contenders are the Celtics, the Nuggets, the Clippers, and the Bucks. Okay, I'll make the case for Miami. So I have them ordered. I have Miami at fifth. I, I'm surprised you don't have Miami. I am terrified of, of this Miami team. We I, all Miami know. don't know. Yeah, we, I, I think we all know that they coast in the regular season. Jimmy Butler specifically coasts in the regular season. His numbers from the season to the playoffs get are, are astronomically different. Um, and with that said, he's been out of the lineup. He's been in and out of the lineup all year. Um, they've still been kind of like staying afloat. I think they're just above 500. And the other thing is like we saw this team make the finals last year. And their roster got better to me. 
Hero, they didn't have all of last year. He's having a good year. Jaime Jaquez is probably a better player than Max Struess, or at least close. So you maybe call that a wash. And then you have Rogier over Vincent. I love this roster. Like, it, I, I can't believe they have Jaime Jaquez. If you redrafted right now, he'd probably go third. And it's like, he's on, that guy's on the heat. So I don't know what the concern is with this team. I love their roster. And I just know that when it comes to playoff time, Spolstra and Jimmy Butler go to a different level than everybody else. Uh, my concern that I guess this year, <clears throat> especially with Joel Embiid going out, it's a little bit rough. But to me, the reason they're they're in I don't know is they can match up. If they get the Knicks or something, like that could be a really tough matchup for them. And offensively, they still don't have that scoring. I know Hawkes has been a revelation. He's been on a not a slump, but he's kind of been down the last five games. But but they have Terry and Heroes back, so like they have more scoring than last year. Yeah, they do, but they still don't have enough scoring to keep up with the other teams in the East. And we've seen the Celtics, you know, beat them in. Granted, they were without Jimmy, but they beat them. Um, I think twice or three times this year, and every year they play. That you that or every time they play, even if it's in the regular season, the Heat try that game. That's not like one of those stereotypical Heat not trying game uh, games. And the Celtics still come in and beat have beaten them a couple of times. Um, I think they're they're defensively their wings are are weak, right? With Rozier and Hero, you're gonna have to put those guys in to get some scoring, and those are guys are gonna be focal points defensively that can be attacked by the elite wings. Um, look, if you're looking at OG Ananobi, Jalen Brunson, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, you know, Derek White, basically the entire Celtics roster, the, I think those guys are going to be able to get attacked and exposed. Um, Bam offensively has not been good the last couple of games. I know he played well against the Celtics last game, but I, I don't know. I, I have them and I don't know because I think it's matchup dependent. Um, I do think there are teams that can give them real trouble. Like the Pacers, Pacers are terrible. Okay. I'm saying that Pacers are bad. Their defense is awful, but they can score the fuck out of the basketball. Do you really think Miami can keep up with that if they draw them first round? I think Miami's be defense. Miami's defense in the playoffs is different than than it is right now, and it it becomes like the best defense. And and then you add on Jimmy becoming one of the best players. So uh, I'm I I love I'm their roster. Like and and when you have Spolstra, you can make up for some of the hero or rogier defensive uh liabilities and like their zone their zone works better than any not other against team. the celtics <laughs> not against the celtics. No, i mean the celtics are awesome if you're going to compare them to the celtics we can do that with any team the celtics have blown out everybody so i i just i don't know if that's a good metric i don't i uh i just think this year is the year where i'm trying to call their bluff where it's i hate the fucking bullshit that they don't try during the regular season and then it's almost like it it almost makes their playoff runs this is going this is stupid but it almost makes their playoff runs slightly less impressive when your team Celtics Knicks whatever are playing their asses off all season long and then they continue it all into the playoffs now Jimmy Butler I'm not giving him shit because he had a death in the family so I understand why I didn't play against Celtics uh, a couple games ago but it's almost like when the heat doesn't don't try <laughs> all through the regular season it's almost like they're resting and gearing up for playoff time, and it feels like it's a extra, you know, thing that they have. And um, I'm calling bluff on it. I think it's smart. I don't know. I'm not. I know be it's the smart, guy. but it's fucking annoying. I don't like. I don't like it because it's it, why. Why should I watch or why should I care about? 
I agree. But that's a different conversation. That's a different conversation. Yeah. For me, the reason they're in, I don't know, is because I do think that if they drew, it's very matchup dependent. And if they drew a matchup where they can't keep up scoring the basketball, like Atlanta could give them an issue. Really? I just think, I just think we're doing this again. Like we're, we're going to do this again with the heat. We're just going to doubt them. I'm, and, I'm doing and it again. Just, you don't have to, but I'm going to do it again. I'm, I'm not going to do it. I'm not being I'm the, the guy. Butsy. All right. The let's talk Suns. I have Suns at six, and I think they're contenders. You have them where? I have them as pretenders. Okay. So they don't have great big men. Nurkic is fine, but he's That's like really, really their only center. They also have health concerns. Nurkic has a terrible injury history. Beal has a terrible injury history. Beal went out Durant's yesterday old. or two yeah. days ago. Yeah, I know. Um. But with all that said, if everything goes right, I just I could see them in the finals. I could see fully healthy Durant, Beal, and Booker. I just think can win you games. It, they don't even have to run offense. They don't have to play great defense. They can be fine on defense. Their big men can just be strung together, and those three guys can just score the shit out of the basketball and and carry that team to the finals. So I still think they're contenders and they can make a run. Um, I do think everything has to go really well for that to happen, though. Yeah, and that's <clears throat> that's sort of the that's sort of my issue with it is that I just don't think I I don't think this is the year where that happens. I think it's, the it's really hard. Yeah, the injuries and I well one the injuries too. I know your every team's bench gets uh, shortened and like you're going to cut your bench to maybe nine guys or like. At most, or eleven, or whatever. Whereas maybe some nights you play thirteen, things like that. I don't like their depth at all, especially against bigs. Jokic is going to kill them, and I know he kills everyone, but he's especially going to kill them. Sabonis will kill them. Um, if they play the Pelicans, like the Pelicans are just a better team. I again, this is why I think they're pretenders. Um, and it's just because they kind of sold out on their big three. Their big three is amazing. But you might you're gonna get some games where like do we really think Bradley Beal is gonna hold up all the way through, all the way through the playoffs? no. But if you can have him healthy for the playoff run, then anything can but happen. All the way through the playoff run. Think about how long that's like three or four rounds. Maybe one of those goes to seven games. You really think he's gonna stay healthy for all that? He's been he played like 22 games this season. <laughs> like I just don't. Yeah. I don't see. And he was injured when he when he got injured again. Uh, the other day he had like a broken nose or something so he had like the fucking face mask on and then he pulled a hammy or whatever and it's just like I don't see him staying healthy and they still don't have a ton of run together um, I'm trying to find their lineup numbers together and it's for some reason really difficult but are I, you sure um Bull Bull wouldn't give Bull Bull's trash you, I, I get a little trouble <laughs> yeah uh, I'm fairly certain he is the worst defensive big man I've ever seen it's actually insane I I saw him play. Oh fuck, who are they playing? I watched them play a game a while ago. It might have been the Clippers or something. And Bobo came in, and it was insane how bad he was defensively. And it was actually such a bummer because he was getting. It was embarrassing. So yeah, Jokic would torch him. <laughs> yeah, that's what they'd they, be hoping for. And yeah, you think, all right, so maybe maybe I'll give it to you. Maybe the big three stays in. You really think Nurkic is going to stay in? That's a lot of Drew Eubanks that you have to work. That you have to. I'm really... just saying. I love their five. Like, it, and I think it fits well. I think a lot of the questions with them were, how, is there enough basketball to go around? And I think they've answered it. Um, they all play unselfishly. Beal has fit right in. He can play off the ball. Booker's great off the ball and on the ball. And Durant's shooting 
I think the best he ever has in his career is like 45% from three. It's something ridiculous. He's like top five in the league in three-point percentage. And then Grayson Allen, I think, is number one in three-point percentage. Grayson Allen's had like this amazing resurgence, and Nurkic is Nurkic. So I, I love their five. That five healthy, I just I don't want to pick. I don't want to play them if I'm a, a team in the West. Yeah, I mean, I just I don't think that health stays. I, I think that's a lot of betting on Nurkic, KD, even Booker's had some injury issues. Um, and I feel bad having to go against like Booker and KD are two of my favorite players. KD, I think, is my favorite player to watch, like absolutely go off. Um, and he's definitely the guy that I've probably watched the most. I love Kevin Durant so much <laughs> and I love Devin Booker and it feels bad to have to like argue against them but I just don't the injury well, if you're if your only argument is health then I think that's fair well it's health and depth and it's because you're gonna have to take those guys out at some point and they're gonna get some run in and I also think there are teams that there are teams that can attack them um and you know really go at them and we've seen moments where Booker and KD have slumped in a game and they've lost the game. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that, so. That's, that's kind of their whole thing. Like they need those guys to go off. And again, they don't run great offense. Like they, they're not yeah. generating awesome shots every time, but and defensively, you kind of only have to sell out on three guys. You're not kind of, you do have to only sell three. Out. That's yeah. way but, more I mean, than every teams, other team. There are, team but there are teams that match up very well for t three of those guys. I just like, don't think like the Pelicans can guard well those that. three guys. Yes, the Pelicans could do it very easily. It doesn't matter how good on defense you are. Offense is more important. Like Kevin Durant, you can do whatever you want. He's going to make shots. Devin Booker is going to make shots and find ways to score. I just, I don't know. We can move I, on. Um, I, 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 have, I just think you're like saying a bunch of caveats to get them to there. Whereas it's teams. It's no, I think injuries is, is fair. I, I don't mind their depth. Eric Gordon, Royce O'Neal, um, Drew Eubanks is the backup center, and then they just signed Thad Young, who will probably get some run. I think that's fine. When you have when you're a little top heavy, that's gonna happen. But I think Eric Gordon has some really big games. Like he can win that game the sometimes. Other day. He caught a oop the yeah. other day. And I was, he yeah, like he's not bad. He can score the hell out of the ball. Uh Royce O'Neal's a good three and D guy, and I know he's not awesome, yeah, but game. like he's good enough to be a backup. And Drew Eubanks, same thing. He's a backup center. He's just your average NBA backup center. And maybe Thad Young. Has I don't know turns back the clock so no, we'll see no. I'm fine with uh, I'll, I'll tell you what no he's not going to deal with that <laughs> he he can he's like six ten and I don't know if he can dunk anymore <laughs> he yeah. can barely get off the ground well can I read through the Pelicans lineup it's like Jose Alvarado you have I mean Dyson Daniels gone Jordan Hawkins Brandon Ingram Herb Jones um, Najee Marshall C J McCollum Trey Murphy <clears throat> Larry Nance Jonas Valanciunas did I say Brandon Ingram Zion Williamson yes. so I mean that's yeah, they're deeper. they're deeper. They're but deeper, but who's who's three do you like better? Who's two do you like better? Who's like, one do you I, like better? I mean, the three, the two, I like the Suns. But, I mean, I guess, no, yeah, I like the three of the Suns better, too. All right, this is too long on the Suns. What's your next, what's your next team? <laughs> I have OKC, but I don't really want to argue for them because I don't feel why. super strongly about it. I have them as a contender. Yes, yeah, they're just, for me, they're too young. They, do they, they're like, they have no very little playoff experience and um they are too small and chet is going to get destroyed defensively by the big men i.e sabonis zion um Jokic. Jokic. now those are guys that destroy everybody all the time but i think this they also, isn't they the have year. no one to back them up yeah this is just the year i mean well you could throw in bismack 
Biombo. Oh, guess. perfect. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little Gordon Hayward. I guess has the Gordon really Hayward at, small, the, at the small ball five. At the small five, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. This to me, I I uh, I love them, but I don't think it's their year that they're going to go to the finals. They need yeah, to get their. This is the year that they get their licks. Like Celtics or young teams need to get their licks in before they kind of make it. I think. I think we see teams play awesome in the regular season, and then we forget that the playoffs are a whole other animal. They are super matchup dependent, I think. And yeah. like they could beat they could beat someone like the Suns. They could yeah. beat someone like the Mavs. Um, I think they could beat the Pels. But like when you start to play the big teams, Minnesota, Denver, maybe the Lakers, like it, it gets really hard to see them winning. So I'll actually move them. I'll put them in where do you have them? Pretenders? Uh okay, see I have them in noisemakers. Like I think they're gonna be I think they could knock off some of those big players, but then right. you know, when it gets when it gets to the actual, you know, the adults in the room, that's where they're gonna kinda shy away. I agree. I'll I'll move them there. Also, I, Shea's gonna I, get I less foul calls. He has like the most he like draws the most fouls in the NBA and foul calls just go down. Um yeah. at, in the playoffs. So True. Um, all right. Okay, what's your next one? Let's go to pretenders. Do you want me to list them all or just the first one? List your list yours. Okay. I have the Cavs, the Timberwolves, the Knicks, the Kings, the Warriors, and I'll add OKC. You have the Knicks as pretender? Yes. What do you, where'd you have the Knicks? Uh Noisemaker. Yeah, I don't have noisemakers. So I should add it. It makes it a lot easier because <laughs> don't know or, or uh what's it called? Pretenders is nuts. I I do think they're pretenders. I do. Would you want to start there? Yeah, let's start there. Okay. I is think... it lack of size because they could be getting Mitchell Robinson back? No, it's not. I, I think they're way too reliant on Brunson on offense. And I know that OG Whoa. and Bogdanovich <laughs> I was say. and Alec Burks, like they're good additions. Randall. But I think you have one guy who can like create a basket. And Randall, that's the second thing I've written down. Randall playoffs question mark like yeah, randall in the playoffs i can't believe you're gonna make me you're gonna make me argue in favor of randall randall in the playoffs <laughs> but he does add that extra scoring punch he's been injured recently and here's here's where i kind of made this decision so i think brunson can get targeted in the playoffs and the other thing is the criteria we did was can you get to the finals and to get to the finals who are you gonna have to beat it's probably boston I don't think you can beat them. I, I just don't see this Knicks team beating the Celtics. Um, Brunson's going to get targeted. The Celts have just as much size. They have just as much athleticism. They're going to probably really struggle to score against that Celtics defense. So I can see them in the Eastern Conference Finals. I just don't see a world where they beat the Celtics. I like The Celtics are too good this year. I have them in noisemakers because I think that they can really make a run here. Um, do you know what Brunson's averaging in the playoffs? No. 20.8 points, 4.3 rebounds, 3.8 assists, so and 36 games. So I know you are saying he can get stopped. So far, it hasn't been proven necessarily that he can be stopped. Granted, two of those were with Luca, and Luca was the main focal point of the defense. So he so it's like, did he really uh this will be, I guess, his second time being the real, you know focal point um, yeah, the one the defense and when that happened uh let's see last year when he was on the Knicks he averaged 27.8 points per game in 11 games so I don't know I I, no, I, don't, I, think... I don't I don't have any problem with Brunson um yeah. offensively I, I think, think defensively 
he you're going to get targeted. You the playoffs yeah. in the NBA become matchup hunting. And yes. every every good team does it really well. Like I think the Heat would beat the Knicks in a series. I think the Celtics would definitely beat the the Knicks in a series because they have guys that if you get Brunson switched on, they're just going to score and they're going to find ways. And I know the Knicks play good defense, but it doesn't matter sometimes in the playoffs when you're playing these great offensive players. Yeah. Um Okay. Yeah, no. I I I think that their additions at the trade deadline, the addition of OG Ananobi, who yeah, maybe you get switched on to Brunson, OG Ananobi and OG Ananobi can alleviate that somehow. He can he you can like OG Ananobi on Tatum can shut down Jason Tatum. And that's where I get scared. Now, granted, our other our other players like White, Holiday, Chris Stapps, um, right. Brown, like that, that's gonna fix it. But like you said already, um matchup wise or sell like Celt- Celtics match up well against everybody, right? So um I think OG Ananobi could take out Jimmy Butler. And if you take out Jimmy Butler, there's not a ton of other scoring. Oh, I know you have Rozier and and um what's his face? Hero. Hero. But and Bam. I mean, like you have well, if Mitchell Robinson's playing, Bam and Mitchell Robinson match up pretty nicely as well. And if you yeah. get Julius Randle back, like he can take, he can score as much as Rozier and almost as much as Hira. So it's like, I I don't know. It's all matchup dependent, like you said. But I don't think, like, yes, they're going to be hunting Brunson, but OG Ananobi is that type of guy defensively, where he kind of just alleviates all that pressure. Um, I will say Robinson coming back is kind of the biggest part for them. Or Randall yeah, and Robinson definitely. coming back. Well, Hardenstein's been awesome. So I yeah, think Hardenstein's they can... been awesome. And Jericho Sims is very raw, but he has been playing well for them when needed. They can so. make a run no matter what. I just I I think the Celtics matchup, if I can't see you beating the Celtics, then I, I can't have you as No, it's contender. just crazy that you have them in in pretenders. I don't think they're pretenders. Oh well, I mean that's fine. Like yeah. like I could see um, a world where the Bucks beat the Celtics. I could see the world where Miami beats the Celtics. Yeah. And oh, that's it in the East. So yeah, let's go back to that. My contenders were Celtics, Nuggets, Clippers, and Bucks. Yeah. And that's I don't think I don't feel like I need to argue for any of those. I just was No, I don't think so. I like I would be shocked if the Heat made the finals again. And I would be I shocked. I I don't know why you'd be shocked. Like <laughs> we already did it, sh- but like, I just they, don't know why. I, I, it was such a fluke that they made it last season. It really was. I know uh, I know they played okay. awesome, but it felt fluky. If you like I it it seemed like a fluke. Um and I think teams weren't taking them very seriously. You really don't think they're gonna have a target on their back this year? We'll see. Okay. Um, okay, so for my pretenders, I had the Suns, the Kings, the Magic, and the Pacers. Magic and the Pacers, um, Magic's can't Magic can't score the basketball. And I have them because they're sixth right now, so they're gonna be in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and Magic just can't score the basketball. They have the lowest three point percentage uh in the NBA right now. Pacers can't defend the basketball, so uh, that's going to be an issue, especially when offense might go down or does go down in the playoffs. Um, they're going to have to really focus on defending, and I just don't think that can happen. Um, I do think they have something. It's just not the year where I think the Magic or the Pacers are going to make that deep of a run. Um, both of them are young. And then Kings, I Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox are awesome. When those guys are out or are covered well um you kind of look you're looking at harrison barnes keegan murray and kevin herter and malik monk um to really go off now i really like malik monk he's not a great facilitator by any means herter's been awful for them herter might should have been moved at the deadline i think um 
it feels like they're missing a big, you know, a three, like a both literally and in terms of like a big third option. So, um, and I just can't get that Warriors series out my head, out of my head. I can't. The Warriors completely broke them um, in the biggest series of everyone on that team's career so far for the Kings. So I think they're going to be pretenders this year. I, I'm sorry. I just think that the West got better and they stayed the same. So Yeah, um, I think that's, that's the point is yeah. they brought back all the same guys. They made marginal moves. And I still love their offense, but they're not good enough on D. No, and they're not. They also probably don't have enough size to again compete with teams like Denver and Minnesota. So yeah, because you, like yeah. your bigs are like Trey Lyles coming off the bench, right. and it's just yeah. it's just it's a lot of you know relying on a very old Harrison Barnes to score a lot of points. And there's been times in the playoffs where he just doesn't hit shots. And Herder is a, is awful in the playoffs. So I um, love watching them though. I still I do. do love watching them. I watched them the other day. Uh, I forget who they were playing, and it was a lot of fun. Um, from I don't know. I have the Heat, the Suns. Wait, no, not the Suns. Sorry. I have the Heat, the Pelicans, and the Timberwolves. Um, if you remember the play-in tournament, the Pelicans completely disappeared. So if that was a microcosm of the playoffs, that's not a good look at all. Um, and it's a lot of, you know, I mean, like the Pelicans should be awesome. They're so frustrating. I saw them in person against the Celtics and they looked better than the Celtics for three quarters and then the Celtics beat them. And it's, there's something missing with this team, whether it's like balls, I guess, for lack of a better term, but there's just something missing with the Pelicans. And I just don't know with them. I feel like they're so variable. The heat um, had a really bad first half of the season. They've gotten Terry back. They're playing better. Uh, they have the best coach in the league, probably. Um, and like you said, you don't want to count them out because they made the finals last year, but they also were, are going to have a target on their back this year and everybody's going to be looking to play them. Um, and I do think there are matchups where teams match up. Like, I do think the Pacers can give them trouble. I really do think so. Just because of the scoring output. Like, I don't think the Heat can match it. Now, if they, they can defend really well and that could be, you know, what stops it, whatever. But there's teams that I just think and I also think the Knicks, I disagree. I think the Knicks can match up nicely with the Heat. So I I, I think uh, the Heat are, I don't know. And then the Timberwolves. And the Timberwolves are because offensively and their late game offense is so clunky. And McDaniels, who we were are huge fans of, is not playing offense that well anymore. <clears throat> but that being said, their defense is fantastic. And defense will hold out through the playoffs. So they they are really really matchup resistant cuz they play so well against the Clippers. I think they beat the Clippers every time. Yeah. But they then smoke they play them too. they play awful against the Pelicans. The Pelicans have their number and they play really bad against um who else do they play bad against? Like they some other team in the West I can't remember off the top of my head, but like they the they need to figure something out here and um Yeah. I don't know. It feels like uh Offensively, it's just so clunky that I could see them falling apart. I agree. I, I have them, them pretenders. Putting, yeah, I could see them pushing to the finals too, which is weird. So I, I have them as pretenders. I can't see them in the finals. What you mentioned about their late game offense is completely true. And it reminds me of the Celtics, but with less shooting. And yeah. that's that's not a good combo. That's when you're good. when you're stagnant and you also can't make shots, that's really bad. Um Gobert has had an amazing season. He's probably going to win defensive player of the year. I I just think he clogs things up on offense, especially late in games in the half court. 
when you're trying to just like run a pick and roll or or get the ball in your best player's hands. It just it's easy to see what they're trying to do and it's easy to just sell out and leave Gobert alone. And then again, McDaniel's like he's an amazing defender. He's gonna make an all NBA defensive team. But you can sell you can sag off him too. So I, I don't think they have enough shooting. And then other than Edwards, like I just don't see the the secondary creator for them. And I love Conley. I think he gets he makes the right decisions a lot, but he doesn't really put any pressure on the rim. He doesn't ever get two feet in the paint. It seems like he's just kind of a, a veteran who like makes the right decisions, doesn't turn the ball over and hits open shots. But they need someone else to for the defense to worry about. And it should be probably Cat. I know Cat can score sometimes. But again, at, at the end of games, like he just he he has like an immaturity about him and like bad shot selection and stuff like that, where I don't know if he'll ever be able to get over it. Um, I've seen it too many times this year at the end of games where he's just chucking up bad shots and not moving the ball. So I think there's so many things to worry about with them that that I don't trust and that I don't see getting better. I also think, don't you think there's like a just an overall immaturity with them? Yeah, maybe it stems from Cat. I, well, yeah. So I I was watching them the other day, and I think it was the Clippers game where they ended up winning by like twenty one. But the first quarter, I was watching them and I was like, "This offense is so bad right now. They're not. They don't have a facilitator." And I was like, "Well, Conley's probably out." And then I was like, "Wait a minute, Conley has the ball right now, and he's been in the whole time. So he's supposed to be this adult in the room facilitator guy." And it was just my turn, your turn, my turn, your turn between Cat and uh, and Edwards. And it's, yeah, it just feels like um, Edwards sometimes gets a little close-minded in terms of he always takes like one or two too many shots, right? So he'll hit three threes in a row, and then on the fourth one, it'll be an air ball, but that one will be deflating. It's always like one too many. And then it feels like, well, after that, Cat's like, all right, well, it's my turn now. And then it's just four Cat shots in a row early too, like early threes in the and like right. 20 seconds into the shot clock. So, or, you know, like I think Edwards, I think Edwards really struggles to like trust his teammates. And yeah. it, it makes a little bit of sense because when he doesn't have the ball, their offense looks awful. And so, yeah, Edwards is so good that he has carried them to wins where it, the late game offense is just him going off. He did it against the Celtics really early in the year. So I do think like, yeah, if they're going to go on a run, he's going to play out of his mind and I could see it happening. But I just don't think I could see them getting by the Nuggets or the Clippers in a series because those teams generate good shots every possession, late in games, whether it's half court or not. So if you can't get good shots in the playoffs, I just don't think you can win. Um, All right. Um, And then for noisemakers, I had Cavs, OKC, Knicks, Mavericks, Warriors, Lakers, 76ers. Let's talk Cavs. Okay. Cavaliers are awesome. Uh, they're, they're number two in the East right now. Uh, they won last night. They're on a roll. I can't... I'm having a tough time getting that Knicks series out of my head. But it almost feels like that series, they they were like, Mobley's our guy here. It's Mobley, it's Garland, it's Mitchell. But this series, it feels like now, after Mobley's been injured, that they're like, all right, it's Jared Allen, it's Garland, and it's Mitchell. And that's been working. So I almost wonder if they've kind of figured it out for this season. And if that's the case, they're going to be a noisemaker in the playoffs because Donovan Mitchell's proven that he's awesome. 
Garland still needs to prove it in playoffs. Allen said it himself that the lights are too big, so or too bright or whatever. So this team, I think, can be a noisemaker because I think that's a good learning experience last season, but I'm not sure. I still have them as pretenders. They, I, I don't think their guys fit together. And I think Mobley and Allen, at times on offense, are two non-threats. And we just talked about it with the Timberwolves. It's really hard to score when you have two non-threats that the defense doesn't have to worry about. So I, I like both of those guys individually. I don't think they fit together. And I think for this team to go on a run this year, Mobley would have to be further along in his development offensively. And I, I just haven't seen it yet. Um, Garland and Mitchell, I just think they take turns too often. Again, they're great players. I don't think they really play together. And then last year, their problem was shooting, like Okoro and Lavert. Okoro's shooting a lot better. I still, I don't know if I trust it. I just don't know, like, come playoff time, if they're going to make enough shots. So, I, yeah, I have them as pretenders. Um, And then I want to talk Mavericks. Ever since that um trade where they got Daniel Gafford, they, I mean, Luca's just playing the best he's ever played. But it almost feels like there's a kind of a breath of fresh air now that Cuban's kind of taking a back seat here, which is weird because he seemed like a pretty solid owner. But they are playing awesome, and it sort of feels like they're finding their way and figuring everything out. And Luca in a playoff series is that he's probably, I don't know, 10 times out of 10 or nine and a half times out of 10, he's the best player on the floor in the playoff right. series. So you can't count I, the Mavericks I have out, them. and they're putting it all together right now. Where where did you have them? Noisemakers? I have them as noisemakers. I, I don't want to say contender yet because I do think it would be pretty shocking if they made it to the finals in terms of that would be Luka playing, you know, the best basketball that's ever been played would be, in my opinion, so to get them there. So I, I would be a little shocked yeah, about that. I don't, I do I don't even know if I – I don't even know if he would have to play that crazy of basketball. Like, I love their roster now. They were – I don't know what you look at when you see their roster and say, what are they missing? I don't see a whole lot because the thing was bigs. And yeah. it, it was for the last few years. Like Dwight Powell wasn't good enough. Maxi Kleba um, was wasn't good enough. And now they have Lively, who's a rookie awesome. who, who fits perfectly with Luka. He's just a super athlete who can rim roll and defend and protect the rim. And then, off the bench, you have the same guy basically in Daniel Gafford. Yeah. Like it's basically the same exact guy. And you guy still have Powell and Kleba too. So it's like you still have the other guys too. Yeah. And PJ Washington's another freak Great athlete. Addition. So I on on the wing and he can play small ball if you want to put him at center. I love this roster. I have them in I don't know, simply because it would be kind of surprising if they got to the finals. But again, like I I could almost see it. Like roster wise. Everything fits. And I think Kyrie and Luca have kind of figured it out. It's not perfect still, but it's definitely not as clunky as it was. And now they have some rim protection and the bigs that they needed. So yeah. I love the Mavs on paper. I, I, I love the Mavs on paper as well. I that's why I have them in noisemakers, just because I think when you add some big additions like that late in the season, it's hard to kind of get them in and get them going. But um I think next year is a year where they're really, really scary too. Um, and next year would be a year where I'm like, oh, less surprised. But I, I, I uh, yeah, I just think I, I, they're gonna make some noise. I think. What? And they're gonna. What's the weakness now? Like, there is Tim no, Hardaway. He's good though. Like, he's not bad at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a great defender. He's a great shooter. So I don't, I don't know. There's really, there's ex, really no weakness. 
Exum before he got hurt was awesome. I guess, uh, I guess the Josh Green's is, having a good year. I guess the weakness is that like uh, Luca defensively, but they can cover him up. So yeah, I think the weakness is Luca and Kyrie combined defensively. Yeah, yeah. the wing defense is rough, and you yeah. can attack that. But those guys are two extremely clutch, clutch playoff performers. Right. So yeah, um, I would not want to play them if I was a team in the West. Would not want to the, see them. Yeah, and then the Warriors and Lakers. I mean, we don't have to go super in depth. Uh, they just have the Lakers. This is just a bet on AD and LeBron being AD and LeBron and dragging them to make some noise in the playoffs. Whether it's you know they draw a first round matchup that they can you know su- surprise or something. I don't know. Um, I just am not ready to deal them out yet. And then the Warriors are putting it together. I know they lost last night, but they're starting to slowly kind of figure some stuff out it seems like they uh they had some heart heart to hearts or whatever and um as much as i despise draymond as an athlete um it seems like they're putting it together and yeah uh, draymond's helped a lot yeah draymond's helped a lot he's curry has a tough time being curry at this moment without draymond it's pretty evident because he slumped while draymond was gone so i am out on the warriors i don't even have them in a category i I'm I hope ruling you're right. them out. I hope you're right. <laughs> and it's because it, you look on paper and maybe you see the names and you think, oh, they have a ton of talent. I don't think they have enough talent. Clay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins are not the same players. Uh, Kuminga has certainly stepped up and he can, awesome. replace, he can replace a lot of that drop off. But man, Clay, I, I hate to do it because he's one of my favorite players. He's killing them. Like he, his offense kills them. And some of the shots he takes, he just, he used to make them, and they don't go in anymore. And it's really confusing because he was a player who you thought would have aged really well, and he's not. And then Wiggins, I don't really know what's going on with Wiggins. He just, again, he, he could hasn't be, made could shots. be that last year, wait, yeah, no, the year before, was the blip where he played well, and then... Yeah. Because this is kind of who he's been his entire career. At Minnesota, he was like this. Cleveland, he was like this. And then he gets to the Warriors, and even then, he's not playing great, but then he goes off in the finals he's one of the main reasons uh they beat the celtics and then comes back to earth last year and is really bad this year so could it be that this is just what he is (laughs) that's true maybe maybe the one time he was good was actually the blip and not that yeah the anomaly bad time is the blip yeah that's true and draymond again has been awesome he's he's their center though they yeah like uh, looney is playing like very limited minutes now um Trace Jackson Davis has been solid, it's but solid. Yeah, I just I don't know. I don't see it with the size uh, and with the talent. And then with the Lakers, I I have them. I don't know. And last me coming the, from you. The difference the difference is, I like their roster. Like I still like their talent. So I'm I'm fine on the Lakers. Um, I I just they they haven't been playing well. But I think if they put it all together, they could go on a run. Um, final team we have to mention, and we went too long without mentioning them, and it's the 76ers. Um, <clears throat> this is so Joel Embiid dependent because no timetable on his return, realistic timetable. Um, I'm, my guess is around March 26th, but they're being very uh, secretive about it. Uh, he has a really bad injury history. I, I don't know. Because right now, the way that it's looking with their team, it's a lot of filler, and they're lacking a star. They're not going to make a run without Joel Embiid. And what category just, are they for you? They're they're in 
They're in uh I don't know. Well, I had them in noisemakers. They're supposed to be in I don't know. Um, I have them. I don't know. Also, let's yeah. just play hypothetical. Embiid is healthy for the playoffs. Where do you, where would you rank them in the East? So, um, well, I guess they're closer to contender than pretender. If that makes sense. I I, I think I before think Embiid third. got hurt, before Embiid got hurt, I I had them second, and I yeah. think they have one of the best starting fives talent wise in the league. Yeah. when everybody's healthy and again like it is a, a huge if because Embiid this isn't like some small injury he didn't roll his ankle this is a meniscus so it's like yeah. it's it's a big deal but hypothetically I love the talent Buddy Heald is an awesome addition he's been playing pretty well I think it's all about Embiid and if he comes back that's the one team that I don't want to see in the playoffs that is the scariest team I think for the Celtics because that they can match up talent wise, and I don't know if anybody else can. Maybe other than like the Clippers. Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, yeah, it's just without him, and it's like also you get him back. So you get him back right before the playoffs. Are we expecting him to just get back in there and be one in shape and two ready to go right. for playoff basketball? That's a big ask for someone of his size and his injury history. So and and they would likely have to knock off a top two seed. Yeah, so that's where it gets weird. And uh, yeah, it just gets a little, you know, sticky there because it's if they can get past like the hardest part for them would be getting him back in the building, getting him ready to go and knocking off that first rounder. And then it, from there, it seems almost like it's a little bit easier because yeah. that because if you do that, you're knocking off a really important team anyways. So the path to the Eastern Conference Finals just got a lot easier after that. But that's the biggest ask of any team, I think. So, yeah, the Sixers have so much variance, um, and it's all Joel Embiid related. And that's why that's why we kind of picked them last to talk about, because I feel like we can't give them an actual rating or a grade because they're missing such a big piece of their team. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. All right. Well, that was a lot of fun. Uh, Jordan and I will be on here weekly, or probably a couple times a week now because there's no football. Uh, talking NBA and stuff. It's going to be a little slow uh, for next week just because there's all-star game stuff going on. So we'll we'll find some fun little segments to put in there while uh, the all-star game is going on. But after that, it'll be really intense uh, basketball discussion. So I know you guys are all looking forward to that. Um, and then, yeah, Zwick is prepping some NFL draft stuff, which I'm going to be helping him with. So uh, if you're interested in the NFL draft or in the NFL in general, you don't have to get off the show because we'll still be talking NFL throughout the the season, uh, the off season rather. So yes, thank you all for listening. We'll be back later and peace.